Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can get alerted of our great content right away. While you're at it, like and comment as well. A reminder, we're now dropping an episode on Tuesday and Thursday, so those alerts will be extra important. Now... Let's get to the show. First quarter, now it's time to chop it up. We're going to chop it up. And in this Chopping It Up segment, we're going to go ahead and pay tribute to our great listeners, our fans, our viewers. This episode is our one-year anniversary of ATC, All Things Covered. A year ago this time, our very, very first episode jumped off me, Pat P. First guest was Tyron Matthew. The Badger, Honey Badger, a former college teammate of Pat's, also in the NFL as well, former Arizona Cardinal teammate as well. He was our first guest, and this crazy time has really, you know, just it flew by. This is our one-year anniversary, Pat P. And because it's our one-year anniversary, I'm going to ask you a question. I also would like to ask our fans and our listeners this question as well. What have you enjoyed the most about podcasting the most important thing that you know i enjoyed about podcasting having an opportunity to speak to our wonderful guests getting an opportunity to know them uh them giving us a little bit of knowledge them giving our viewers and listeners a little bit of knowledge um always think that's big because like you know the most common thing theme and all of those great guests giving knowledge is that they always want to find a way to make the next generation better you know they yep. don't uh, go you know, go away with holding holding on to something that they think that can uh, that 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 the next generation or the next um, you know group of ball players can um, can uh, can take from. So uh, that's the biggest thing I, I enjoyed about it. What about you, Matt? Man, same. You know, learning about an individual things that we didn't know. You know what I mean? We've talked to a lot of ball players. You know, entertainers. Um, you know, and just learning something about them than what we've seen of heard. I think that's been pretty dope. And just being able to talk to some people that we never might have, you know, had conversations with because of this platform we have. Uh, so those are things that I enjoy doing and just, you know, jumping out of our normalcy and getting into something that's a little different for, for us. You know what I mean? And, you know, you now you're not just a guy who's getting interviewed. Now you're doing the questions, you know, you're asking the questions and, and the same for me. And I've been doing it a little longer than you, but just being able to venture off and do something that uh, we, we were not quite accustomed to doing because we were all always, the, we were the ones that will always have the microphones in front of us. So when you look at this being our one year anniversary of ATC, all things covered, your favorite guest so far is who? If you got, if you got a few, you know what I mean? Who, who are some of your favorite guests we've had on? Um, 
I got to go Nick. Nick was definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, Shaq got a can't. Yeah. Big Diesel. LeVar Ball. <laughs> it's probably my all-time favorite, man. Man, listen, <laughs> I wrote down, I wrote down my names. And, bro, you got all my names. I had okay. one extra. I had LeVar number one. Oh, yeah. LeVar, hey, LeVar said he had the strength of a gorilla. <laughs> Not gorilla, gorilla. Nick Saban, just talking to a legendary individual like, like, like Saban is always a plus Shaq. And then I threw in Ice Cube as well. Okay. So, man, we had some top-notch, top-notch individuals on this show. And we will continue to do so. And our listeners, our viewers, let us know who you, who, 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 who's been your favorite guest, you know, throughout our one year of being, you know, in this podcast life, this YouTube life. Who's been your fa- favorite guest? So, Pat, last question for you and chopping it up, you know, highlighting the one-year anniversary of All Things Covered. Your dream guest. Could be one, could be two. Who would you love to have on the show? My dream guest. Um, I would love to get, let me see. Uh, got I would love to get Obama on, man. I think that'd be big for us. And just have an opportunity to chop it up with him. Chop it up with him. I think someone asked me that. I can't remember. I think that was maybe in another interview, but Obama would be one. Um, I got a couple of them. I, w- I would definitely like to chop it up with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, this would be for my wife, man. I want to chop it up with Beyonce, man. Mm. <laughs> mm. Dope, dope list. I got LeBron on my list. Uh, LeBron. Um, I'm with you when it comes to Obama. Uh, Drake. Mm. Drake would be would be huge. Um. A wish list. I think we need to come up with a wish list. That's what we should do. Forget yeah. dream guests. Let's come up with a wish list and go ahead and make it happen. Yeah. LeBron would be my number one. Because I think there's so many things we can talk to LeBron about outside of the obvious, which is basketball. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, just being able to venture off into uh, a whole nother life, a whole nother world, something he's been able to master when it comes to being extremely successful. I think that would be a dope, candid conversation. So we got some things that we got some things to chat to tap into. So listeners and viewers, let us know who your dream guest would be to have on our show. So me and Pat P can interview. We can see we can, we're gonna see if we can try to make it happen. All right, Viking fans, I understand you guys might be feeling some type of way. Okay, it is what it is. But now it's time to stand up and let's go ahead and try to get things back in line and get things back in the right order. It's time for our school check-in. Gotta do this Cardinals recap, unfortunately. It was like a love, bad love song or watching a bad Lifetime movie. Man, I used to hate watching them Lifetime movies when you know what's going to happen or, or, or it's going to be a it felt like it's going to be a bad ending. And that was the situation this past Sunday in Arizona. Arizona wins 34-33, entertaining ball game. Pat P goes back out to the desert. Uh, Pat P was saying all week, it's just a regular game. But we know, I know it was a little more than that, a little sauce on that game. Um, but. Number one, man, how was it to see some of your former teammates? How was it for you to first the, the very first time to be in that stadium and go to another locker room? How was how was that experience for you? It was cool, man. It honestly felt like a a, a game that another game on the schedule. It wasn't nothing out of the ordinary, you know. Like I said, I didn't make a big fuss of it. You know, I mm-hmm. just to keep my emotions, you know, how how they how they always been, and that's at cruising altitude, you know. So I, I treated the whole week like it was a normal game. 
um, and didn't didn't want to do anything outside of the box. So yeah. And and uh, you know, Buddha Baker tweeted out, man. You know, you're his brother for life. Uh, Cardinal tweeted out a video of post game hug with with Buddha Baker. Uh, when you and Buddha Baker, where he says always family. Uh, you know, just being able to come back to some of the guys that were there in the secondary. I know you cool with Robert Alfred still, of course, DeAndre Hopkins, so Chandler Jones. So it, w- it was definitely, you know, I understand. I know for you, seeing some of your former teammates, you know, in a different uniform, it's a little different. But of course, when the whistle is blown, it's kind of it's kind of rock and roll. Uh, yeah. But when you, when you look at, you know, what's the mentality after losing two heartbreakers in last second fashion? Is it demoralizing to lose that way back to back or does it show you that you're close? As it, you know, it definitely shows that we're close. It's still early in the year, you know, can't hit the panic button just yet. You know, it's a lot of good things that we can learn from on tip. There's a lot of good things that we can, a lot of things that we can clean up as well. You know, so, um, you know, we have the pieces. We just have to continue to believe in one another, continue to believe in the plan that we have uh, implemented throughout the week and go out there and just execute at, uh, at, at, to the best of our ability. Yeah. And, and you said <clears throat> one thing you wish you could, could could take back one play uh, was the touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins, the 15 yard where Kyler Murray was doing what Kyler Murray does, running around, buy extra time, bought more time, bought more time. And then of course, you know, wide receivers are trying to get open. How difficult is it to maintain coverage on a on your guy when a play break that breaks down and the quarterback is buying so much time he has forever to throw it? Oh man, it's, it's tough, man. You know, you, you have to, you know, it's, it's easier said than done when you say pass to your guy, pass to your coverage. If you mm-hmm. have to initially think to get to your guy initially, then next thing you know, and break, the play breaks loose. The, the receiver, nine times out of ten, has a better view at the quarterback of what's going on than I do. So they end up breaking away from me and uh, end up scoring um, on a touchdown there. But here we go again with pro football focus. How did I give up 98 yards, bro? <laughs> well, what I what I what I saw was, of course, Hopkins had four targets for four catches, fifty-four yards, and a touchdown. But on you, it was one catch for fifteen yards. So there are quite a few zone concepts that we yeah, definitely it, need it, to break down it, a little bit. Exactly. And when obviously you know you're playing a, a, a scrambled quarterback, what are you supposed to do, Matt? Yeah, and and and. They say they say plaster, but you got to understand when it comes to plastering, it's hard to plaster and not get your hands on these guys. So if you get your hands on these wide receivers, they're going to hit you with a holding call or pass interference call. You know what I'm saying? So if you get hit with a pass interference in the end zone, they get the ball in the one yard line because of the spot file, something that you definitely hate and you wish they would throw out. But that's the rule. That's the, that's the situation. And on top of this, Matt, Moore was the number two receiver. So how the hell that was my guy? Oh yeah, they they so PFF put that 77 yard touchdown run on you when clearly yeah. I was in a zone concept. What, what were you in? We was in uh fire zone. Fire zone. Oh, so fire zone. If fire zone is like how it was for us in Pittsburgh, unless we are unless we have a stack alignment or or a cut split, that number one is my number one. When he goes vertical, he becomes mine. Now, if he runs a quick stop or a quick end, I can go ahead and make communication to whoever the underneath dropper is and let him know. But if he comes vertical and threatens me within six or seven yards, that's my man. Coach used to say all the time, when you buy him, you buy him. You can't take it back to the store when you buy him. That's your guy. But hey, that's the Bible we go by, dude, man. They don't even know what coverage we have, but they, I don't get that, though, man. Like, this dude is in a whole 
inside receiver. D Hot was the number one receiver. It, it came out of the speed trip trips, if I'm not mistaken, because Christian was the number three receiver. And they ran an all-go special. Mm-hmm. So that's what well, I supposed to be guard two receivers at one now. So, so when Kyler started to, to scramble, D Hop started to try to come back to the ball yeah, and so more kept both, going. Both was running the goal. Yeah. Who kind of rerouted the, the receiver inside, you know, inside, inside of him. So once he went inside, I get my eyes back on number one now. Yeah. So now gotcha. he's scrambling because hell, he already got a scrambling touchdown on me early. I'm like, he in front of me. I can't let him get another one. Jack. <laughs> no question. <laughs> no, no. So, so he breaks away. He breaks away and start running back towards Kyler. And I, you know, I does the same thing. And you know, Rondell was uh, behind me wide open. Hey, I can tell you this much, Pat. You know, we got some 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 big time listeners and watchers on YouTube or watching our show. And there were quite a few fans that was coming to your defense last week about PFF not actually knowing the coverage for every player in the secondary to be able to give yeah, a I fair. I have no understand. I have no clue what the how they can assess a corner on something, especially like that. Like I can understand if I'm lining up right in front of this guy, mm. right in front of him. Yeah, he he beat me for the seventy yard, the seventy seven yards or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, you know what I think, Pat. I think they were assuming you were in cover three. You supposed to take the deepest of the deepest. The deepest of one and two. That's what I think they probably was assuming. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that's still not my guy. Though. That's still. Not my guy that I'm covering. I, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> well, we see the real numbers. You gave it the one 15 yard touchdown. Other than that, uh, didn't get a lot of action. But one thing I can say in the issue that I'm seeing in the secondary, the splash plays. Vikings gave up five passes of 20 yards or more on Sunday. We saw some big plays in week one against Cincinnati. Uh, you know, how do you? eliminate some of these splash, splash plays. Is it more of a communication area, a guy, a communication error, or guys just kind of sometimes playing with bad eyes? No, we just have to you know, make sure we're on the same page at all times. Yep. You know, as easy as said, you know, than done. You know, just have to make sure we're on the same page at all times. Uh, communication, gotta, especially now that we're going to be home, it's going to be a little bit noise. Um, you know, we just got to be ready to be ready to play ball and, uh, at a at a fast pace, you know, um, get lined up quick, get, your, get get all your checks out quick, verbal communications out quick, and, you know, and be ready to play football. So we just all got to go on the same page, you know, at, at the same time and go out and just play fast. And talking about being on the same page, next week the Seattle Seahawks come to Minnesota. This is the home opener? Yeah, this yeah. is the home opener. First, first two games on the road. You get a chance to play in the home stadium very first time because, remember, you didn't play any preseason game so this is your first time in a new stadium Seahawks preview a team that you're extremely familiar with curly hair Russell Wilson is coming to town uh they had a tough loss as well uh this past Sunday to Tennessee they they, they controlled that game for for three and a half quarters and Tennessee just I, I the, watched that game last night on the way back home yeah the first lead was the overtime lose this yeah. game <laughs> say it again I was like how did they lose this game because I can't see the defense so I see what the offense is doing, you know, controlling the game, moving the ball up and down the field. Mm -hmm. I think they scored twice before halftime. Um, you know, it was just – it was a clinic. But, you know, like I said, I couldn't see what the defense was doing because all I was Dang Henry. Derrick Henry. That's what happened. That's what happened. I saw you had, what, 40-something total offense? Pat, I don't know how Tennessee got back in the ball game running the football. They, they, they weren't throwing. <laughs> they, they were down, and they got back in the game running the ball. 
Oh man, that's crazy. Man, but you're you're familiar with these guys, of course, play against Seattle twice a year. Uh DK Metcalf, you guys matched up uh three times in his career. Uh, you, you've been very, very successful against DK, but an, a man who's been really balling and playing up big, uh, playing big time always football. Yeah, always. T Tyler Lockett remain one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. He has 12 receptions, 278, three touchdowns. He's been a big splash play maker uh, for Seattle. What are your expectations, um, you know, in this matchup defensively for you guys uh, and going against curly hair Russell Wilson? Man, you know, we got to take away the shots. I mean, we can't. Yeah, exactly. Yep. We, can't, we can't give up any big plays. You have to prevent those as best you can. Um, stop the run, you know, because we know Seattle want to be able to run the football. But although we know they have a new coordinator, I can't remember his name, but I know he comes from the Sean McVay uh, coaching tree, offensive-minded uh, coaching tree. So we know there's a, a vertical offense, want to push the ball down the field, catch you off guard with a couple screens here and there, although they didn't run as many screens. I don't think they ran a screen. Uh, last week against Tennessee, but um, uh, you know some of the different things they want to implement in the office. We want to we want to take away their right hand. You know, try to force them to put their left hand. So um, we know we got our hands full because Russell can make he can make water he can make water into uh, some filet mignon. You know, he, <laughs> he's just special. Man. He's a, yeah. He's truly Houdini in the helmet. You know, so we got our hands full, our hands full again up front as far as rushing the quarterback. And we got our hands full again on the defense, on the back end far as passing our coverage. Yeah, no doubt. And got to get back on track. You guys know exactly what you need to improve on. Uh, have a great week of preparation because this is a huge game. Home opener number one, but week three, you got to try to get in that winning column and let's make it happen. My prediction for this ball game: I'm getting Seattle uh, 27. 27 to 17, Seattle, uh, Minnesota Vikings, 27, Seattle, 17, Vikings get their first home win. Let's go. Let's go. Gotta get fired up. That's my prediction. Make me make make me look like I'm I'm a genius. Cause I know I've been coming through on my parlays again, once again. I've been I've been hot. I've been hot. I've been hot. I had, let me tell you who I had. College football. I took the money line with Michigan State. Uh -huh. I took the over in Cincinnati. I took BYU getting three and a half against Arizona State. Okay. I had I had one more. Then I took Buffalo getting giving three and a half. I took Tampa giving twelve. I took uh, who was I took? God dang it. I was hot. Oh, I took Tennessee, who Tennessee just won outright. I was on fire. Listeners and viewers, y'all better rock with me. Y'all rock with me. Parlay's looking real good for me, Pat P. I hear. That's that, that's that retired life. You don't know nothing about that. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Yo, as a parent, I'm always busy. And then when you throw in football season, things really get crazy. But when it comes to food and feeding the fam, I'm prepared for whatever life throws my way with high quality meat delivered right to my door. That's because ButcherBox make things incredibly easy. Each box, get this, has nine to 11 pounds of meat to your choosing, like free range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, wild caught lobster tails, wild caught Alaskan salmon. It's great to know I can skip going to the grocery store because I have meat waiting for me in my freezer. And luckily, today's sponsor, ButcherBox, has an awesome offer for you. ButcherBox is giving 
New members, two pounds of free ground beef in every order for, for the life of your membership. Imagine never having to shop for ground beef again. This deal is a no-brainer. Once signed up, you choose your box and your delivery frequency. Sometimes I customize my very own box of meat, but then other times I trust ButcherBox to send me great selection. ButcherBox ships your order frozen at peak freshness and packed in 100% recyclable box. And shipping is always free, always free. You enjoy great tasting, high quality meat delivered right to your door. This is your choice to never have to shop for ground beef again. That's right. ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for a life, <laughs> for a life. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash all things covered and get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for life of your membership. Log on to butcherbox.com slash all things covered to claim this deal. Now it's time for All Things Covered Weekly Awards. Introducing something new to the 2021 season. As we said last week, we talk a lot about living up to our name and we wanna show love to others who have all things covered. So we're gonna dish out two awards weekly, like I said last week. First award will go to uh, someone in the secondary or on the defensive side. It can be a defensive lineman, it can be a linebacker, it can be a secondary, but a defensive player. And the second will go to a player on that plays any position who just had everything covered. So for this week, defensively, we got to give an award to Mike Edwards. Safety, third year safety from the Buccaneers. Pat P, he had two pick six in the fourth quarter on Matt, off Matt Ryan. One was for 31 yards, the other one's 15. They came back to back almost. And the crazy part about it, I play fantasy football. I had the Buccaneers defense in my lineup. And up until that point, man, they, were, they weren't doing pretty well. They weren't doing good. I think they had like maybe three or four points, but we finished with 22 because of those two pick sixes. Uh, second pick six, uh, two pick sixes in one game has only happened 31 times in, in NFL history. Our former guests, Antrell Rowe and Aeneas Williams were two players to do it. Uh, we each had a pick six in our careers and Pat P got more coming uh, in the near future. Uh, but that's a great feeling. But the defense award goes to Mike Edwards for his two pick sixes this past Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. And offensively, Pat, I just talked to I talked to you about this guy. Man, a grown man. King Henry. King Henry. King, King Henry. We're gonna call him King. Yeah. Derek Henry. Henry at halftime had 13 rushes for 35 yards, one reception for 15 yards. Henry at the end of the game had 35 carries for 182 yards, three touchdowns, six receptions for 55 yards. How is that even crazy? How is that even possible? And how is that even possible? Man. I mean, 10th career game of 150 plus carries. Yes, 35. His 60-yard touchdown run was his seventh career rush TD of 60-plus yards, tied for fifth most in NFL history. And he's a big back. Derrick Henry, he gets the offensive award, to say the least, this week, All Things Covered Award. Uh, shout out to Derrick Henry. Shout out to Mike Edwards. Let's see who's going to be next. Defensively, it'd be great to have our host on, Pat Peterson. He yeah. gets the award this week for his outstanding play against the Seattle Seahawks. Two interceptions, three PBUs, three tackles. Dang, that'd be dope. Let's see if that happens. Let's see if that happens. Now it's time for seven questions. Seven questions is where we get a chance to interact with you, the listener, 
listeners and the viewers. If you want your question to be answered in the future, leave a question attached to a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we may get to it on the show. Uh, this question comes from Brad.low5. He asks, favorite away stadium to play at? Mm, my favorite away stadium to play at is hands down the Seattle Seahawks at 12th, man. And that place be rocking. It's on a whole nother level. It gives you that, that college atmosphere vibe as far as the passion and energy, the, um, you know, everything that goes into being a fan and cheering for your football team. Uh, the DJ be rolling, the atmosphere is crazy. And I just love the weather because you never know what you're going to get in Seattle, especially if you're playing mm-hmm. basketball. You can get a little bit of everything. It can, it can miss pregame. It can be cold first half. You know, second half, it'll be clear. In fourth quarter, next year, you know, a whole whole deal of fog will roll through. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can have, yeah. you know, four or five different atmospheres in the, in the course of four hours. So um, Seattle is by far my favorite. Uh, away venue that I love to play. And that guy that's always about, always by the uh, the visitors walking, he always has like some of the best sayings and the best signs um, that, that's out there for sure. I don't know his name, but uh, he's definitely a 12th man favorite, favorite, uh-huh. uh, favorite, um, uh, I'm assuming. So, um, yeah. See, what, what about college? College? Uh... I have two, man. I only played at only played at this one place once, and that was um, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. South Carolina was rocking. It was a it was a night game Saturday night, and they came out in that black, and they were just they was they was on or something. It was hot. We ended up winning the game late. Uh, in my second stadium, I love playing at uh, Alabama. Was cool. You know, it, you know, it was a big house. It was just actually building it to be about 110 or something like that when I was mm-hmm. but it was cool. But Florida, Florida was Florida was different, man. You know, the swamp was loud, man. I had an opportunity to play there once. Well, actually, I think both games was on primetime, ESPN. I lost more than one one. So um that was a great atmosphere to play in uh, play in as well. What about you, Matt? Uh Favorite stadium NFL. I go back to uh San Diego back where when the Chargers were in San Diego. I love their stadium because it was a fast track. The turf was always fast and cut real nice. Uh oh Qualcomm Qual, I think it was called Qualcomm Stadium or something like that, or in Jack Murphy or something like that. I hope I hope I'm saying it right. And I love uh Hard Rock Stadiums as well, the Dolphins. Miami. Yeah. Uh in college, I would say Clemson. Or um, games or, or Florida, I'm yeah. right there with you. Florida, the swamp, the swamp be jumping, especially at night. Yeah, yeah, yes. So those would be my two college stadiums. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Brad. Low five for that question. And like I said, listeners and viewers, you want to have a question uh, uh, answered on? We want your question to be answered on the show. Make sure you leave it attached to a five star rating. Now it's time for shout outs. We want to remind everyone that you can find us on Instagram at All Things Covered Pod. Each week we give clues for our next guest, and the first person to guess correctly gets a follow and a shout out on the pod. Shout out to D Realist for correctly guessing Anquan Bowden, who was our guest last week. Again, follow us at All Things Covered Pod for the very best content from the show. That's it for this episode. Thanks to everyone for listening and watching. We'll be back again Thursday where you can expect all things to be covered.
Peace. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.